This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And Gordon, before the break, we talked about it. Obviously, you know, coaching, but got to fix that offensive line going with the Jets. The offensive line just got to, again, again. Yeah. Again. And, and, you know, Jet fans will come at you and say, oh, you know, we just had so many injuries. Injury. Well, look, the Vera Tucker injury, that's a legitimate that's a legitimate excuse to have, like you know. But you know, a lot of the other injuries were, you know, Mackay Becton was not somebody you could really rely on. Mm-hmm. We knew this going into the into camp. Um, you know, the other moves that were made along the the offensive line. You know, Dwayne Brown is is an older player who's been banged up a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, so the amount of resources that have been put into that offensive line by Joe Douglas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's picked some good players. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody rushes to Joe Douglas's defense. Oh, Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson and uh, Vera Tucker and not and bad this year, but <laughs> you know, it's great. But you know, at the end of the the day, it's not about just compiling talent. It's about building a team. Mm-hmm. And it was clear from the moment that before Joe Douglas got here that the offensive line needed to be fixed. And it is still not fixed. So uh, in addition to, like, you know, when I was talking to Rex, he's like, well, you know what they got to do in the offseason? They got to fix the offensive line and find a quarterback. And I said, <laughs> I said, oh, is that all? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it seemed, you know, the Jets have been searching for a quarterback for 50 years. They've been, te- you know, they've been bad now. They've missed the playoffs for 12 years, Larry. Yeah. And basically every franchise quarterback that's out there, they could have had. Mm-hmm. They could have drafted them. Yeah. That's right. Oh, what a mess. What an absolute mess. They, they, they picked the wrong guy every, and, and, every time. You know, when it comes to Zach Wilson, I don't know what they're going to end up doing. Um, but it seems like Joe Douglas is from the, the viewpoint of, well, if I don't get back what I think is fair value, I'm just going to hold on to the player. Uh, you're never going to get back anything close to fair value for what you think Zach Wilson is. No, uh, you know I don't think it's ever going to be his 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 value is never going to be rebuilt here. No, uh, it's a bad fit. It's a bad match. It's not going to work, uh, and you you are better off salvaging whatever you can at whatever expense it is. And it, look, it's a big black eye for Joe Douglas if he ends up turning around two years later and taking Zach Wilson and trading him away for a fifth round pick or something. Mm. That's not a good look, but again, it's about building a team. How do you build a team? You got to go find a quarterback, and any extra draft picks you can get, go get them. Because if he if he's not helping you, then you got to figure out something that is going to help you. Yeah, you're right. Unless they think that changing the offensive coordinator, Gordon, is oh a way God. to fix their quarterback. Well, Larry, I'm just saying. As as a Dolphin fan, as someone who you know lives and breathes in the AFC East, as, as your enemy, as the Jet fans' enemy. Please do that. Mm-hmm. That's what I want you to do. That's what the Bills want you to do. That's what the Patriots want you to do. That's what every team that is facing the Jets next year wants you to do. Stick with Zach Wilson. Stick with him. See if a new offensive coordinator help out. By all means, please do that. Well, I think whether they think that the new offensive coordinator is going to help out Zach Wilson or not, there might be one anyway. <laughs> Could you imagine trying to hire an offensive coordinator and, and, and the job you're giving him is, well, we want you to fix Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to get, David Blaine? <laughs> the, the, the only thing, but I tell you, you know what would make it more attractive? You've got an inside track at the next, being the next head coach. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's the way I want to go. I'm just uh, saying. Know, like if I'm, and if I'm not I'm, trying to, and I'm not trying to run Robert Sala out of town, <sighs> but I'm saying, if they, if if after next year, next year is a make or break year for him. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be on the ship that's make or break though. Yeah, that might be why they stick with with Lafleur. Yeah. You know, well, I know guys the, like yeah. challenges and all, but yeah, it's a big well, challenge. And that's what they'll do. And then in that case, then you know what? Because if this is how they're working it now, then that means everybody's out. If, and and you, you know, because why would you, why why would you have this GM choose the next head coach? And here's the thing: let's say let's say that that happens, right? That, that mm-hmm. they find some offensive coordinator that can come here and fix Zach Wilson. Okay, great. What do you think's good if that happens? What do you think's going to happen at the end of that year? That guy's going to get a head coaching job someplace Somewhere else. Somewhere else, right? Yeah. <laughs> He'll be the hottest coaching candidate in the league. Yeah, he will be. No question about it. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Is this Trey from Brooklyn, Texas? Happy New the Year, my one, friend. The, the one, the only. This sounds like a New Year's resolution where he's going to start calling the show again a little bit more regularly. <laughs> CG, I was leaning into that. You know, you always stealing my man. You always stealing my, my man. You always great doing minds that, think alike. <sighs> there you Gordon go. Damer, Gordon Damer. If Gordon wasn't right, Larry, right now, I would be livid. But he's correct. He, that's what they want us to do, Larry. Oh God, we let see. He's he see what G is doing right now is called the it's called the Jedi mind trick, Larry. We cannot fall for this. <laughs> we cannot fall for the we cannot fall for the Jedi mind trick. We are not falling for the banana in the tailpipe right here. This kid gotta go. Nothing personal. I like the headband. I like the eye black. This kid gotta go, Larry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now What's beautiful about our situation is we have – it's like going to Costco or like Walmart, right, because we're going to have a bevy of quarterbacks. We're going to have disgruntled quarterbacks. we got one in Baltimore that might be available. You never know, but I don't think Baltimore will let him. No, they're going to franchise him. They're going to franchise tag him, yeah. yeah you know, but we, 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 we got some we – got, got that agent uh, – uh, what is he smoking? He does, what is he smoking out there in Green Bay? What is that? All the way to Tibet to do that? I don't know about all that. <laughs> Him, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to have options, but the biggest option is getting two up out of here. He's got to go. I don't want to waste a lot of time on him because they're not qualified for the playoffs. No. So let's talk about the Giants because they're qualified for the playoffs. Um, Daniel Jones pulled off the poor man's Aaron Judge. Am I lying? Hmm. That man bet on himself, went out there with, with. he, he he was forced to bet on himself. Well, I mean, in football, you're forced, so yeah. it's kind of like a forced Aaron Judge. You're forced, yeah. kind of. Yeah, Yankees ish. did offer Aaron it, Judge a contract, and he said, it, "No, I think it, I can it, do better," and he did. Daniel man, Jones Aaron, they said, "No, there's no fifth-year oh, option for you." <laughs> so <laughs> you the, better do the, better. Hit the craps table and let's see what you got. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, what they what they did is the equivalent of when you play CeeLo back in the day, G. I don't know if you know what CeeLo is. You play CeeLo back in the day, they'll give you the third. They'll give you the third dice. They'll give you two dice. That's what they did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the kid had a really good year. I'm, I, I was impressed with everything he did this year, man. I mean, the decision-making, the, the, the turnovers was down. And, and he did all of this with people that we didn't even know catching the ball for him. 
Oh, yeah. He had a great season. No, absolutely. He had absolutely no one, man. I don't know how he ain't up for comeback player of the year, man. With, I mean, Hodgins. I mean, this dude, what, he was on a Buffalo practice squad? Yeah, he was, he was, um, he was, and thanks for the phone call, Trey. Always good hearing from you. He was, he was, you know, not a part of this team. And, and neither was, you know, James has come up big for them. Gordon, it's Richie just James, been. Yeah. I mean, I remember been, the first game of the year, I'm saying, who's this Richie James guy? <laughs> and, and never heard of him before. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's what makes what they were able to do just so amazing. And, and, and Gordon, look at that talent. And they're able to score points, yep. not, not 30. But they were able to they were able to score 17, 20 points with with, with those weapons. Yep. They were able yeah. to score 17, 20 points. Oh, Efficient, didn't make mistakes. Nope. Yeah, no question. Decent in the red zone, ran when they had to, mm-hmm. set up short plays. Just just gave what the took what the defense gave them. That's all they did. Took what the defense gave them. Game after game after game. It's Giants football, my friend. Yeah, well, look, they out-execute teams down the stretch. They play very close games, but in the fourth quarter, if they have a shot, they are a tough team. They don't beat themselves, and it's amazing how many games you can win that way. Yeah, that's right. It really is. 1-800-919-3776. Richard's in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hey, Larry. Look at all the outpouring of love that this guy, poor guy's gotten. You know, it's been wonderful to see the reaction and with all the money that's put on his uh, – you know, his funding and almost what, three and a half million dollars. That's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, the guys had the best medical care. I mean, everything was done perfectly. You know, I can't fault the NFL for not knowing what to do immediately. But they did the right thing, of course, it ended up, you know. So you, it never happened before. So I, I can't really blame them. But there was obviously no way you can play the game. Larry, I just know personally when I saw Piazza get hit on the head by the thrown ball of uh, Clemens, I couldn't mm-hmm. watch baseball for a couple of days. Yeah. And then when I saw Theismann break his leg uh, with uh, Lawrence Taylor, I mean, yeah. and if you want to talk about the original uh, injury, I was a little too young, but I do remember it, of course, was the Gifford. They hit by a Bednarik in 1961, I believe, or 60, when he got hit and uh, concussed, and he didn't play to 60. That was in 60. 61, he, he sat out the whole season. So, I mean, there have been serious injuries, but this, you know, but it's been... And you guys talking about it is great, too. I think it's great that people keep it in their mind because it's not business as usual, you know? And uh, let's just pray for the guy. But just the reaction. I mean, I'm sure this is going to help him. The players came up to see him. I mean, this is all good. You know, Larry, the only thing I can say is as you get older in life and you see death, you know, and I saw my brother and my mother and my father, you know, these kind of things hit you more. When you're a younger person, like 30, 35 years ago when Gathers died, you know, I was much younger then. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I really didn't grasp death so much then, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought it was God's way of just, you know, that was it. But I really, you know, I didn't have the sensitivity of the feeling. But now as an older person, it really hits me or, you know, injury and all. So it, it's been good. It's all been positive after everything. I can't see anything that's been done wrong, and it's it's really good. So let's just say that this will be a positive. Everything will turn out well for the kid, and uh, he'll get his life back. And once he finds out when he's awake what's been done for him and how he was treated and the reaction of the country, 
Uh, it's going to be great for him. So let's just pray for every day. And fellas, you guys are covering it very well. You guys are covering it with great sensitivity and analysis. And you guys are great just listening to you guys. You're really, really on top of it and great. Always a pleasure, Larry. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate it. Nice job, Gordon. Richard said nice job yeah, to you no, as well. That's, that's, it's excellent. nice to get the thumbs up, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we return, Gordon, it was this way before Christmas. It's still this way. Carlos Correa is still not a Met. Yeah. <laughs> He's still not a Met, Gordon. And who's this? Who's this? The Yankees are going back to the future with a former guy to bring in an assistant to Brian Cashman. This would mean something to me if Cashman didn't have a 15-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> Only 15? <laughs> we'll discuss it next on 9870 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I don't, I don't understand what's taking this Correa thing so long. Are they waiting for the leg to heal itself before they announce the contract? <laughs> I mean, the last time, when last we heard, uh, they, there was a pause because of the holiday. Yeah. Uh, but now they expect that the talks will get back together. Meanwhile... Uh, according to published reports, the Giants have uh, reached out to Correa's folks and a couple of other teams have reached out to say, hey, listen, if the Met deal goes through, we might be interested again. <laughs> well, here's the thing I, I'm wondering. I kind of wondered it on Saturday as well. Um, do Met fans still want him? Like, if you're not able to whittle down this contract, and even if you do, you know, six years is, here's the deal. Every single year, Fans get excited about deals. And mm -hmm. by the time the next year comes around, you know that some of those deals were massive mistakes. Yep. Now, I don't know that that's going to turn out to be the case with Carlos Correa. But I think, I mean, the guys failed two physicals now. Yeah. Do you feel, I, I would, I, you're negotiating with Scott Boris. It's not like Ugh. you're going to say, hey, it's now just going to be a one-year contract, I don't think. No. So if that turns out to be the case, do you want a guy, again, great player, but can you, like, there are going to be teams that are going to be, is this, do you feel like your team is making a mistake by, you know, investing whatever it turns out to be seven, eight, nine years in a guy who has now failed two physicals and, and you knew going in had failed to physical. If it's, if it's six years, Gordon, I might roll the dice. Okay. If it's six years, if we're talking eight, nine, 10, no, Gordon, I'm not rolling the dice. I don't want him then. I, because here's my thinking. If it's six years and, we're good enough to win a World Series in the in those six years or two World Series in those six years. He's he's paid off. I'm good, I'm good. But if it goes further than that, Gordon, I'm, I'm, I, no, I'm not at this point, not at this point. Because remember, he felt this last season. See, that's yeah. the case. Not like he felt it a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, he felt it last season. And so, does that mean that? As he gets older, it's going to be a situation where he's going to have to deal with it more. Do we know if it's, uh, you know, or will it be easier because he's playing third base? He's not going to have that much stress as he would at shortstop. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But just running the bases, which is something that, Gordon, you really have to do if you play baseball. <laughs> it's not like an extra thing. Like you really got to be able to run the bases and, and a quick slide or – because anything can happen going to dive back into first base on a pickoff throw. 
Yeah. I mean, and it could be done for for a long period of time. So the short the, the short answer is, uh, if it's four, five, six years, I'm willing to What was the to deal the they dice. gave him originally? 12 or 10? 12, yes. 12. 12. Originally it was 13 with, with the Giants. With, with the Giants, and then it was and 12 they, with they, the Mets. And 12 with the Mets. I, I can't do 12 now. I can't do 12 uh, now, The chances Lord. of anybody staying healthy for 12 years is is minuscule. So, um, With, yeah, with no think, injury history. <laughs> I would think that the Mets have the leverage in the situation because yes, he doesn't do. want to go back out on the market at nope. this point. Teams don't have $30 million. Even the Giants, they've gone out and spent money since they weren't able to get a deal done with him. Now, they haven't spent $30 million, and it's crazy. They decided to not go after Carlos Correa, and then they go sign Michael Conforto, who didn't play at all last year. I know. Isn't that <laughs> so I don't know the reasoning there. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I, you know, I was just like putting myself in that situation. Like, I, I understand the temptation. Hey, I really want the player. He could help mm-hmm. us right away. But do I know I'm going to have? Do I know I'm going to have him for even this year? Yeah, it's true. It's true. And the long and for me, the longer it takes, the more I get the feeling he might not be here. Yeah, very well might not be, right? Each day that it goes by, it was the same thing with Judge, right? I felt confident Judge was going to be back, and then it goes on another day and another day and another day, you know. And who knows? Maybe something will pop up tomorrow, but true, it doesn't feel like it's moving in that direction. It doesn't. It doesn't. And and what you hear is nothing changing, right? It's not like, well, they spoke today, or they're getting close, or they're not getting close, they're not getting further away. They're not even talking. Well, According to the reports I'm seeing, it's like, well, you know, the, they, they, talks may pick up. Oh, so they weren't talking. That's what that translation means. Yeah, pick put, up. That means they weren't talking at all. Where he had a, I think he had a shirt, or his, his son had a shirt that said, yes. "I love New York" or, or mm-hmm. whatnot. But yes, but I black. It, does he love it as much to uh, take a four-year deal? Well, we'll find out just how much his dad loves it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll find out. Now, Gordon, what's this? What's this? Brian Sabian coming back to? What, what does that mean? I don't know. I mean, look, he's a smart guy. He's certainly accomplished. Uh, he's won a World Series far more recently than uh, Brian Cashman has, I think. So, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, it's another smart person in the room. I saw that he said that he's doing. He's willing to do anything to help the Yankees win a World Series. Does he know any left fielders? Uh, does he have anybody that uh, on a speed dial that can, can help that way? Well, well, here's the multi-million dollar question. Will Cashman listen to him? More so than the people that he's been not listening to. Well, I would think. Now, I'm not saying that Brian Can- uh, Brian Sabian is not a, an analytical guy, but I think one of the reasons that he was forced out with the Giants was that he was not analytical enough. That they want to mm-hmm. be a fully analytical team, and uh, he's somebody who you know takes and respects the numbers, but also you know trusts the scouting and, and tries to make it a, a, a whole process. If that's what's going to be, if, if he can have an influence away from just the strict numbers, 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 and and factor in some other parts of it in evaluating players, there's no question the Yankees could certainly use more evaluating of players. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Yeah, I th- it's a good thing. I don't, I I think don't it's see a positive. any way it's a bad way. No. I think it's a positive. And I think it's somebody that Cashman respects and trusts. And if there's a vote in the room where he's got to say, hey, hey, Brian, say, hey Cash, I don't think this is the way to go. I don't. I think you need to go this way. Let's try to get something else done. Let's do something else here. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a positive. Yeah, I can't see it being a negative. Yeah, I think it's a positive. I think it's a positive. Like I said earlier, it would have been more interesting if Cashman didn't have a contract. Yeah. <laughs> that would be. Oh. Mm. 
<laughs> no, but Hal wouldn't do that to him. No, of course not. We, we had a successful year last year. We won 99 games. We made That's the right. playoffs. We won the That's division. Right. That's it. And then crapped out against the Astros again. You know. That's success now with the Yankees. That's right. Who eventually won. The Astros did. Yeah, no. Yeah, who eventually they're won. They're great. So, they're the best. Yeah, yeah no, oh, no you know. question. One of these years we'll get them. Yeah, well, you the, know. The plucky, upstart New York Yankees <laughs> might finally find a way to take down the juggernaut that is the Astros. At some uh, point. Who knows? Uh, the little engine that could. The little engine that could. <laughs> I think I can. I think I can. Positive thinking. We'll continue the conversation in your phone calls as well on 9870 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I don't, I don't understand what's taking this Correa thing so long. Are they waiting for the leg to heal itself before they announce the contract? <laughs> I mean, the last time, when last we heard, uh, they, there was a pause because of the holiday. Yeah. Uh, but now they expect that the talks will get back together. Meanwhile, uh, according to published reports, the Giants have uh, reached out to Correa's folks and a couple of other teams have reached out to say, hey, listen, if the Met deal goes through, we might be interested again. <laughs> well, here's the thing I, I, I'm wondering. I kind of wondered it on Saturday as well. Um, do Met fans still want him? Like, if you're not able to whittle down this contract, and even if you do, you know, six years is – here's the deal. Every single year, fans get excited about deals. And mm-hmm. by the time the next year comes around, you know that some of those deals were massive mistakes. Yep. Now, I don't know that that's going to turn out to be the case with Carlos Correa, but I think, I mean, the guy's failed two physicals now. Yeah. Do you feel, I, I would, I, you're negotiating with Scott Boris. It's not like Ugh. you're going to say, hey, it's now just going to be a one-year contract, I don't think. No. So if that turns out to be the case, do you want a guy, again, great player, but can you, like, there are going to be teams that are going to be, is this, do you feel like your team is making a mistake by, you know, investing whatever it turns out to be seven, eight, nine years in a guy who has now failed two physicals and, and you knew going in had failed a physical. If it's, if it's six years, Gordon, I might roll the dice. Okay. If it's six years, if we're talking eight, nine, 10, no, Gordon, I'm not rolling the dice. I don't want him then. I'm, because here's my thinking. If it's six years and we're good enough to win a World Series in the in those six years or two World Series in those six years. He's he's paid off. I'm good, I'm good. But if it goes further than that, Gordon, I'm, I'm I, no, I'm not at this point, not at this point. Because remember, he felt this last season. See, that's yeah. the case. It's not like he felt it a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, he felt it last season, and so does that mean that? As he gets older, it's going to be a situation where he's going to have to deal with it more. Do we know if it's, uh, you know, or will it be easier because he's playing third base? He's not going to have that much stress as he would at shortstop. I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know. But just running the bases, which is something that, Gordon, you really have to do if you play baseball. (laughs) It's not like an extra thing. Like you really got to be able to run the bases and, and a quick slide or, because anything can happen going to dive back into first base on a pickoff throw. Yeah. I mean, and he could be done for, for a long period of time. So the short the, the short answer is uh, if it's four, five, six years, I'm willing to What was the deal the they dice. gave him originally, 12 or 10? 12, yes. 12. 12. Originally it was 13 with, with the Giants. With, with the Giants, and then it was and 12 they, with they, the Mets. And 12 with the Mets. 
I, I can't do 12 now. I can't do 12 uh, now. The chances Lord. of anybody staying healthy for 12 years is is minuscule. So, um, with, yeah, with no think, injury history. <laughs> I would think that the Mets have the leverage in the situation because yes, he doesn't do. want to go back out on the market at nope. this point. Teams don't have $30 million. Even the Giants, they've gone out and spent money since they weren't able to get a deal done with him. Now, they haven't spent $30 million, and it's crazy. They decided to not go after Carlos Correa, and then they go sign Michael Conforto, who didn't play at all last year. I know. Isn't <laughs> so that I don't know the reasoning there. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I, you know, I was just like putting myself in that situation. Like, I, I understand the temptation. Hey, I really want the player. He can help mm-hmm. us right away. But do I know I'm going to have? Do I know I'm going to have him for even this year? Yeah, it's true. It's true. And the long and for me, the longer it takes, the more I get the feeling he might not be here. Yeah, very well might not be, right? Each day that it goes by, it was the same thing yeah. with Judge, right? I felt yep. confident Judge was going to be back, and then it goes on another day and another day and another day. You know. I mean, and who knows? Maybe something will pop up tomorrow, but true, I, I, it doesn't feel like it's moving in that direction. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's, it's, and, you don't, and, and what you hear is nothing changing, right? It's not like, well, they spoke today, or they're getting close, or they're, they're, they're not getting close, they're not getting further away. They're not even talking. Well, According to the reports I'm seeing, it's like, well, you know, the, the, the talks may pick up. Oh, so they weren't talking. That's what that translation means. Yeah, pick put, up. That means they weren't talking at all. Where he had a, I think he had a shirt, or his, his son had a shirt that said, yes. "I love New York" or, or mm-hmm. whatnot. But yes, but I black. It, does he love it as much to uh, take a four-year deal? Well, we'll find out just how much his dad loves it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll find out. Now, Gordon, what's this? What's this? Brian Sabian coming back to him? What, what does that mean? I don't know. I mean, look, he's a smart guy. He's certainly accomplished. Uh, he's won a World Series far more recently than uh, Brian Cashman has, I think. So, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, it's another smart person in the room. I saw that he said that he's doing. He's willing to do anything to help the Yankees win a World Series. Does he know any left fielders? Uh, does he have anybody <laughs> that uh, on a speed dial that can, can help that way? Well, well here's the multimillion-dollar question. Will Cashman listen to him? more so than the people that he's been not listening to. Well, I would think – now, I'm not saying that Brian, Can- uh, Brian Sabian is not a, an analytical guy, but I think one of the reasons that he was forced out with the Giants was that he was not analytical enough, that they mm-hmm. want to be a fully analytical team, and uh, he's somebody who, you know, takes and respects the numbers, but also, you know, trusts the scouting and, and tries to make it a, a, a whole process. If that's what's going to be, if, if he can have an influence away from just the strict numbers, 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 and and factor in some other parts of it in evaluating players, there's no question the Yankees could certainly use more evaluating of players. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Yeah, I th- it's a good thing. I don't, I I think don't it's see a positive. any way it's a bad way. No. I think it's a positive. And I think it's somebody that Cashman respects and trusts. And if there's a vote in the room where he's got to say, hey, hey, Brian, say, hey Cash, I don't think this is the way to go. I don't. I think you need to go this way. Let's try to get something else done. Let's do something else here. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a positive. Yeah, I can't see it being a negative. You know, I think it's a positive. I think it's a positive. Like I said earlier, it would have been more interesting if Cashman didn't have a contract. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, oh. Mm. <laughs> no, but Hal wouldn't do that to him. No. Of course not. We, we had a successful year last year. We won 99 games. We made That's the right. playoffs. We won the That's division. Right. That's it. And then crapped out against the Astros again. You know, that's success now with the Yankees. That's right. Who eventually won. 
The Astros did. Yeah, no. Yeah, they, who eventually they're won, great. So, yeah, they're the best. Yeah, yeah no, oh, no question. Know. One of these years we'll get them. Yeah, well, you the, know. The plucky, upstart New York Yankees <laughs> might finally find a way to take down the juggernaut that is the Astros. At some uh, point. Who knows? Uh, the little engine that could. The little engine that could. <laughs> I think I can. I think I can. Positive thinking. We'll continue the conversation in your phone calls as well on 9870 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Well, that's what you strive for. Like, to me, it's like, how do you get better each day? You want to be strong on both sides of the ball. And so from the start of training camp, if you studied the numbers every day and then looked at the film, you would see that, okay, defensively, there's a lot of good things that are going on. Offensively, it's always been good. It, you know, when you look at shot profile and every, everyone was concerned, and I was concerned as well with the, the way we were shooting the three, but I liked the threes that we were taking. And then it's, it's not just that, but it's how you attack the rim. And that was the most important thing is attacking the rim. So we got to the line, we got into the restricted, and then we had a lot of drive, pass, pass. And now we're, we're creating much better rhythm. We're moving without the ball. We're screening off the ball. So I think all those things factor into it. Tom Thibodeau talking about the success of his team. Gordon, top 10 offensive rating, top 10 defensive rating. How about that for the Knicks? Yeah, things uh, turning around. You know, they've been very hot yeah. and cold. Long Brutal. winning streak. Yeah. Long losing streak. Losing streak. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, Bing bong. turning things around again. Yeah, well, we'll see. I, look, we'll I see. think this is just who they are. I know. They're, this is, know. you know, like if it if it turns out that they win eight in a row and then lose five in a row, or they, you know, win two in a row and then lose one, then win two, then lose two. This is kind of where they are. I think they're kind of scraping their ceiling up against what their ceiling is. And if they're a play-in team. That's really all you can expect from this team this year. I don't think you can really expect more than that. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Gordon. And, I, and it's just weird for me to see um, Evan Fournier playing again <laughs> out of necessity. You know who else was, <laughs> was surprised? Evan Fournier was playing. Yeah, me? You, you, he was looking behind him like, who are you looking for? I know. And Cam Reddish is like, can I get a little love? Can I get a little love? Can I come in with a minute left before no, halftime? Apparently not. I mean, I don't know what he did. Uh, he went from the starting lineup to getting hurt and then not playing ever again. I know. What That's a weird, crazy. What a weird trade that was. I know. I know. He ended up trading for bench players to to not play. To not play, and it wasn't like he was bad this year. He was good this year. No, he was. He had his minutes. And you he figured that when him. Obi went down, he would be the most likely candidate to. Benefit from that. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> that hasn't turned out that way, Gordon. Has not turned out that way. No, it has not. Dante's in Queens. Hey, Dante, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, just a real couple of quick um, Nick notes. I noticed you guys were talking about Fournier playing, but uh, do, do you know about any – it just seems like it's something personal – to why Cam isn't playing. I've been hearing rumors that, oh, because a deal is coming up, um, they don't want to risk them getting hurt. But I, I don't know if that makes complete sense. And then I'm hearing rumors about OB topping, possibly going to the Pacers for picks, which makes no sense because you got picks now that you couldn't use to get the Donovan Mitchell deal done. Because I, 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 I feel like this team can make good trades, 
but they're not smart and savvy enough to pull off the All Star. So I just wanted to know what you guys, um, if you guys knew anything about those two. Haven't heard anything, Dante. Thanks for the phone call. I would think that, I mean, Obi Toppin's got to get healthy first before you even think about moving him. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him with a leg injury, Gordon, like that. He's not, and he's still. Hearing hearing him talk to the media, he's still in the beginning stages of rehab, so he's not back for he's not back. I would think going he's not going back to be February at the earliest. Yeah, um, and the deadline is the ninth or tenth or somewhere around there. Yeah, so like the second week. So I don't see him be, being back, and so because of that, I really don't think you can't move him. How are you going to move him? Um, Cam Cam Reddish. Uh, has been rumored to be part of trades ever since he's gotten here, Gordon. It, it, it just is. So I don't know. I, they're obviously going to have to do something because, um, you know, Fournier's not going to continue to play for this team. He, no. We, he's not going to complete. They're going to move him as much as po- as quickly as possible. I'll tell you what, I realize he's playing really well. It's best time to get some offers for Julius Randle, Gordon. Yeah, they're, they're not doing that, though. <laughs> and I agree with them. you. That would be the way that I would go, but you know that they're not They're not doing that. Two things that I read about Obi, because there was some reports that the, the Knicks were talking to the Pacers. Mm-hmm. One was for more, more picks, like a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Then the other one that I saw was that they would trade Obi and Evan Fournier, and they would get back, like, two second-round picks. If they end up trading Obi Toppin just to get rid of Evan Fournier's contract, it's ridiculous. That's outrageous. That ridiculous. oh man, that would be that would be terrible. I guess I would be open to trading Obi in the right deal because he's just like he's never going to play here. He's yeah. never going to he's never going to be here what he could be someplace else, and that's very frustrating. But it's all about like maximizing your return on him. So uh, it doesn't seem like there's anything concrete uh, in terms of a trade. But if mm-hmm. it turns out to be Two second round picks or something like that that you're getting back when you got all the second round picks. You what are you lining Stop. up to tamper some more so you can pay the <laughs> pay the freight? No, I don't. That's Maybe. not one that they should be looking at. Anybody else, dad, a coach in the NBA that we can talk to to get to come to New York? Yeah, let's get some trade. I mean, let's get some picks. <sighs> Boy, that was uh... those two. If they have to do that, I mean, just think. He was the eighth pick in the draft. You got to move the eighth pick in the draft just to get rid of a contract you signed. Those two, I mean, those two, those two free agent moves have set this team back. I mean, you had to trade, you had to trade, you had to to pick up a draft choice to get rid of, uh, you know, the guard Kemba, Kemba Walker. Thank you. Couldn't think of his name. He was so bad. And and now you've got a scenario where you're gonna have to do the same thing with with Fournier. You gotta be kidding me. And this, as you said, the number eight pick in the draft. So are you saying he's a failure? You gotta be saying he's not gonna play if you're trading him away, Gordon. You're saying he's not gonna work here. He, he we we've seen what what he can be. He's not he's not our guy. He's not but, gonna be anything I mean, more clear, than a bench player. Yeah, I mean it's clear the Knicks are gonna have to make a move. It's just like what do you get that moves the needle? Yep. And they don't know. No. <laughs> and they got no clue. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. They got no clue. And they and got look, a game I, against San Antonio tomorrow night. And Gordon, the way they looked at, in San Antonio, they better be ready to show something tomorrow night because they were embarrassed in San Antonio. Yeah, that was that was really – as bad as the Dallas loss was, in, in some ways the San Antonio performance was way worse. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah. But it's clear the Knicks are going to have to make a move here at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Between Fournier and Reddish and you know some other pieces that they have here. It's just, what are you moving him for? Um, 
doesn't seem like there's going to be a, you know, it, it, it's very hard to envision a way you're going to take Evan Fournier and um, Cam Reddish and turn it into something that makes like a legitimate difference. No, unless you've got a heap of draft choices. Yeah, I guess that's, and that's always not going to work. And I'll see like that working. chance to move those draft picks for someone that turned out to be a mistake. And I, and I was okay at the time, not moving them for, for Donovan Mitchell, but mm-hmm. with what Mitchell has done this year. You saw, did you see after? <laughs> did you see that after he scored seventy one last night, the team was tested for steroids today? <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? That's good. They should be. That's right. They tested the team. The team gets tested. Apparently, the league everybody gets tested four times a year and twice in the postseason for steroid use. So after last night, seventy one. He was well, look, that makes, that makes sense to me, right? You go out, you score 71. If, you, if I'm going to test you four times a year anyway, <laughs> I'm going to burn one of my challenges right now. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. What a, what, that's, that's a heck of a performance. 71? 71 points. Can you imagine <sighs> if he did that at the Garden? He wouldn't have done it here. Oh, my God. People would be lo- – could you imagine what Nick fans would be like if he did – if he <sighs> scored – if Nick scored 71 points? Mm-hmm. Yep. They'd be killing them. They want oh, to play pass the ball. They got bing bong. I mean, imagine what they have with 71 points. Oh, I know. I know. It'd be unbelievable. It'd be unbelievable. I, I can hear people now. And we we should have gotten them. We should have gotten them. We should have been here. Well, you know. I understand that they love Grimes, but 71 yeah. is. 71 is 71. <laughs> it sure is. Gordon, my friend, it was great to have you back. I'll see you tomorrow following the Knicks. Sounds good, Larry. All right, that wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Julian Harvey, thank you very much. Freddie and Fitz, now 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.